0: Episode 131 of the Thunder Underground Podcast. My name's Trent, I'm here with Jason, and we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah, buckle up. Buckle up. It's gonna be a bumpy ride. Goddamn right. Uh, it What's should that? be a smooth one, actually. What's that, from Speed or some shit? I don't know, it just seemed like I sh- it, it flowed like I, it was in my head somewhere. Oh, okay. So it's from one of those movies. From something.
1: Yeah. Hopefully with Keanu Reeves. <laughs> right. What was it
0: Walk Among the Clouds? Or what was that stupid movie?
1: I have no idea. I'm trying to think
0: of the worst Keanu Reeves movies. Uh, You've already Devil's lost Devil's Advocate.
1: Me. You've already lost me. I'm, I'm leaving right now. Okay. You can do this by yourself.
0: All right. Hey, I didn't watch Matrix for years because I didn't like Keanu Reeves, but everybody just said, you got to watch it because it's great in spite of him, and they were right. Well, And now I kind of uh, like him again.
1: I, I, I only watched the first one, and I'm too dumb for that shit. And I, I didn't watch the other ones because that shit's just over my head.
0: Well, here's the thing: Matrix Two and Three.
1: Yeah.
0: Monica Blucci's in them, so it doesn't oh, have to. Your, it doesn't have woman. to be your at woman. your. It can be over your head, and you can still appreciate. Well, let's quit talking about counter Okay. <laughs> we're going to talk about Jesus. We're going to talk about five concerts.
1: Five concerts. Yeah, we
0: don't have a guest this week. We've got actually got recorded episodes but this is gonna be lengthy enough on its own i think so
1: yeah exactly
0: we're just gonna talk
1: about this stuff yeah you're you're just stuck with us this week people sorry
0: yeah but hey if you love guests guess what oh man we've got some good ones coming here soon stacked yeah we've got a recorded episode with bruce kulik who you know and love from kiss we've got a recorded episode with doc coil yes Formerly of God Forbid. He's got two great new bands and he does a ton of other things. He's doing all kinds
1: of cool shit.
0: Then we've got a recorded episode with our old friends, at least a year old, in <laughs> 3D in Your Face. There you go. They made a return to Rock, Oklahoma. To talk to these guys again. And then we've even got an episode coming soon with Grind. That's Some right. new music coming from them. So all in the next two or three weeks, be looking for this stuff.
1: Yeah, it's going to be nuts. Yeah.
0: And you know where you're going to listen to it? SoundCloud.com backslash right. thunder dash underground. YouTube.com backslash the Thunder Underground. And 102.7 WSNR.com. That's right. Thank you to them putting us on every Monday night, 7 p.m. Central.
1: We also are on myspace.com slash Tom is my friend.
0: Yes. And we're on grinder.com backslash Jason signed us up for this.com. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> well Okay, so what? Yeah. Let's talk about music. The last, uh, this past week, there were several shows, but we're going to have to jump back a couple weeks. Yes. Yeah. Because we we, we, we we don't want to forget nothing. Yeah. We held this off for the last episode because, you know, just so we could talk about it with all this other stuff. But we've seen a lot of great legendary artists in the last couple weeks, as well as some newer artists that are as great as well, that span the spectrum. Mm -hmm. But it started with Sammy Hagar and The Circle. Yes. And if you're not familiar with the and the circle part, that is the band that he has been touring with for about a year or two has consisted of Jason Bonham on drums, Vic Johnson, who has been his longtime solo guitarist on guitar, and then, of course, Michael Anthony on bass. Yes. And what they do is they, of course, play all the Sammy stuff. They play Van Halen stuff. They play Montrose stuff. And then they play Led Zeppelin stuff since Jason Bonham's there. And it's kind of the circle of their careers, basically. Full circle. Yeah, there you go. And I've seen Sammy several times in my life, and it's one of those things that this guy could play seven nights a week, and I would go seven nights a week unless I had some kind of family event obstructing one of those nights. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, you know, it, it wouldn't get old to me because that's how much I like this guy. Yeah. When you talk about this band, I'm just like, He's one of my, you know, I could, you can say he's one of my favorite artists. You say that about a bunch of people. You can't have 500 favorite artists, but you know, he's, he's up there for me. And Michael Anthony is as well, just all time favorite people at what they do. Yeah. You know, just cause he's such an important part of Van Halen that a lot of your casual fans don't realize how important he was as far as that voice, mm-hmm. the background vocals and everything. He added so much to all those Van Halen albums and he's just a. Fun, one of the funnest guys you can watch live. Just like it fits perfectly with Sammy. That's why these guys still are friends and play together years after. They, they gel re- so well together. Yeah, yeah. Because they're they both love to love what they do and they have mm-hmm.
1: fun doing it. But besides that, yeah, musically, yeah, the chemistry's always been there. Definitely. You know, for me, I I, I knew of Sammy Hagar. You know, who didn't know I can't drive fifty five. You know, in nineteen eighty four. Um, but he didn't really come on my radar till I heard him with Van Halen. And I just, I don't know what it was, you know, that just struck me. I guess it was the, I don't know, his voice, the accessibility of the music, even though it was still, (coughs) excuse me, you know, still rocking, you know, to use kind of a cliche term there. Um, I just, and also that hooked me, but I like Sammy's vibe, I like his positivity, I like his outlook, I've read his book, you know, I watched his TV show on Axis, I love it, it's, uh, and, uh, you know, all of his solo stuff he's done, and and it's, you know, this guy's 70 years old, 69, 70, and he's still up there giving everything, jumping off the drum riser, you know, uh, just soloing his ass off, and it's like this thing, that I can't. Really place it where he's, he's of the classic rock ilk. He's of the seventies and eighties, but he doesn't seem like old guy rock to me, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, there, cause he's just so good and he transcends that. And, um, he's just such a talent and he's such a personality. Um, and this show is no different.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, <coughs> the fun, you know, aspect always yes, adds to fun, it. Yeah. And this this show is no different. I remember seeing him like 10 years ago at the Brady when he was doing that tour. Michael Anthony was a part of as well. Oh, <clears throat> yeah, I was there. Where, yeah, where it was like... They had the, the bar on stage and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, it was called like... Yes. I don't remember if it was called Cabo Wabo. or It, was, it has some kind of Cabo, thi- Cabo mm-hmm. theme to it, you know, because he was... I think that's when he still had the tequila before he sold that off. But like, you know, out there in the lobby... yeah. It was at the Brady, they had everything decked out as well. Yeah. Looking (laughs) islandy and palm trees and all that stuff. And I guess he you know, they did that every show, sometimes outside or inside. And it's just that kind of atmosphere. And then at this show, you know, that wasn't there, but you still feel like this is just great fun and this is the way life is supposed to be. And the band sounds this is I think I was thinking I'm pretty sure this is the first time I've ever seen Jason Bottom live. Yeah, yeah, me too. And I mean I've loved, you know, would give a Left nut to see Black Country Communion Live, you <laughs> yeah. know. So maybe we'll hopefully get to see him again. But you know, he's that dude's amazing. And then you can't say enough about Vic Johnson because he's like kind of the unheralded guy. Yeah. And this but guy he, is he, having he, to stand on stage and play Eddie Van Halen, so say, yeah. Ronnie Montrose, um, Joe
1: Satriani because they played a Chickenfoot song. That's right. You know, and Jimmy Page. Yeah. Jimmy, And, he, and then Jimmy Page. He, he, he draws from so much and he pulls it off and. I, I it would seem to me that he probably maybe should feel the most pressure from these yeah. from this stuff, but he you know he was flawless at it.
0: Yeah. The only thing I noticed was when he played, you know, obviously the the Sammy stuff. He's been playing that for years, and a lot of it he was recorded. You know, he was mm-hmm. the guitarist on like Mastekilla and a couple of the newer songs they played. But you know the he's been playing other stuff for years, and as well as Van Halen. But with Mont- with the Montrose stuff, he sounded, like it sounded perfect. Yeah. Like it had that deep, heavy tone that Montrose had. And even the same thing with the chicken foot. Van Halen sounded a little different, but it's, mm. I mean, how many people in this world can match Eddie Van Halen's tone? That's right. But it's not saying it was bad. It just the sound was a little different. Yeah. He still played it perfectly. Yeah. You know? yeah. And I mean, they played Pound Cake. And I think the night before, or the show before, they played Runaround, which I oh, was wow. really excited for. But they played Top of the Top World. Top of the World. instead. Which So I can't complain yeah, about no that. Kidding. You know, and that was just, and but one of the highlights for me, you know, I thought, I was like one of those geeks. I was like, man, I wish there was a little less Zeppelin, even though I love Zeppelin. Yeah. I just want more Sammy, because that's why I'm here. Yeah. But I knew, we knew going into it, because that's part of what this tour is. But when they played When the
1: Levee Breaks. Oh, man. Man, f- that. The fog came out, yeah. and Jason Bonham just started doing that that signature drum beat. Yeah, it's like, dude, you felt that in like your your sub testicles, right?
0: You know, but it's and that's the thing. It's all four of them just did it so perfectly. And mm. Sammy's voice on that was amazing. And that's and what's funny about that is what we just talked about. How fun, yes, a show it is. That's like the least fun song of every song they played. It was like the most serious song, right? But it's like the thing that stuck with me. So that's kind of. Odd, I guess, but still, it's just, they pulled it off amazing, and I know they switched around some of those Zeppelin songs, too, but it's just, it's just an amazing show and a fun time that I can't.
1: Yeah, and and, and who who else will, like, grab shit from people in the front row during a guitar solo and sign autographs and shit yeah i mean it, like it, it and that just adds and to he's the fun o- of it yeah he's you know?
0: always done that you know and every time i go i remember as soon as i get there i'm like shit i should have brought something because he, yeah. he's gonna sign everybody's and, stuff you and know they, he's gonna sign it yeah
1: <laughs> yeah and you know if somebody has a license plate he's gonna show to the crowd yeah you know <clears throat> but uh i was we had great seats i mean what an experience yeah yeah, can't wait to see him again. Oh, uh, it's going to be great. Yeah, I'll go again.
0: <laughs> well, a couple weeks after that was this past weekend. Yes, and we kicked off this weekend by driving to Dallas, Texas for That's right. a band called Metallica.
1: You might have heard of them. Yeah,
0: they played Trees in Deep Ellum. <laughs>
1: I wish. Only 800 people were
0: in there. We're lucky enough to be two of them.
1: Jeez, I fucking wish, man. Did you know I read a stat this tour they're on? Um, I can't remember how many megawatts, but each show produces enough electricity to power 1,800 homes for a month. (laughs) I'm not fucking shitting you. Wow. And it took people 640 hours to program all the light show. Really? That's just like the two that I can remember from the list I read today.
0: It took him, well, it took him 600, 640 hours ahead of time to set everything yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure just how long, it. yeah, oh, okay. when they
1: designed it, you know, months <clears throat> ago or whatever. But I mean, there's a, there's an article on, well, I don't like to say the name of the magazine because usually it's not even good enough to wipe your ass with. But, uh, but there's an article. And it, go, it breaks down all this. Like, they use, like, 48 fucking semi-trucks. Just something ungodly. Yeah. I mean, they've got to be raking <clears throat> in millions per show. They're the Madonna of metal. Fucking A. Something. <laughs> it's it's insane. But anyway, sorry. I cut hey, you off there.
0: Hey, that's what we're here to talk about. Uh, but, yeah, I mean. We, How long know. has it been since you've seen Metallica? Was it the same time I saw him at Tulsa have you seen him since then?
1: No, you went to Dallas. I, in 2009 we went um and saw him at the American Airlines something or other. But we were way, way, way the fuck up there.
0: That was the one with Lamb of God and
1: Gojira? Yes. Um, One word, Doc Coyle filled in for Mark Morton.
0: Hear more about that?
1: Yes. In a coming soon podcast. That's right. We asked him about it. It's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. And so that was last. So what was that? Eight years? Yeah. This is my ninth time to see him.
0: Okay. This was my
1: sixth or fifth. That, Sixth, I think. Yeah. They're my absolute favorite band in the whole entire fucking world. Um, and they didn't disappoint. But we probably should, like, you know, rewind a little bit and go over the whole show and whatnot. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Well, no. I mean, Cowboys Stadium, one of the stops on this tour, is a massive freaking place to see a show.
1: Super massive.
0: I'd seen several football games there, but I saw Guns N' Roses there last year. Mm. And so. The first thing that jumped out to me is that how similar these two things were because the stage was basically the same size for both shows. Yeah, they both filled the place up, and it was just the whole width <clears throat> of the field.
1: Yeah, the width. Yeah, yeah.
0: There was just maybe a tiny bit of space on each side of the stage before you got to the um, where the stands start, and you know, it's just a massive undertaking that they have all these people in here and you still have that room in the back to shoot off like fireworks
1: and shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just you know, I was in, in my seat just looking around and I mean it was just so massive and their seats just so just way up high. I mean I I had decent seats for Texas Stadium, but I was still pretty pretty way up fucking high. Yeah, but you're only like maybe halfway up. Yes, right. And it's like you see pictures of on Facebook or whatever of people, of people the that court. were way up there. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, there's no fucking point of even going. Yeah. I mean, it literally. I mean, the stage itself was dwarfed. <laughs> I mean, it was just insane. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it was just such a, a massive show. I I, I want to say it's probably the biggest show I've ever been to in my life.
0: You, you mean like crowd wise
1: or crowd wise, venue wise, that kind of thing? I, I mean, I remember the crowd for Lollapalooza '96 being pretty goddamn big, but I'm th- pretty sure this dwarfed it. Probably, you yeah. know.
0: Well, the we talked about the Maiden show in Tulsa last year about how everything felt like an event, you know, yes. like oh, old, yeah. like old school shows, and this obviously is the same way. Mm-hmm. Like, we left, the morning of the show, we left from Tulsa. or from Broken Arrow, which is right outside of Tulsa. Two blocks from my house, we <laughs> stop at Come and Go. Getting fucking gas. Yeah, you pull up to get gas. We step out of the car, and the dude in the next Getting Gas has on an Anthrax shirt. So we knew where he yeah. was going. And he's like, and I'm wearing a Mothership shirt, and he's like, fuck yeah, Mothership, and starts talking about Mothership. And I'm like, so I assume you're going to Metallica. he's like, Damn right, I'm going. Yeah, and he just starts telling a story about how he won. He was one of the guys that won passes for the Snake Pit. Yep. And then we walk inside. There's a dude in there wearing a Pantera shirt. I didn't ask him if he was going. I'm just assuming. Yeah. And it's just that's just how big this thing was. You know, Dallas that's is. Right. I don't know how many miles, but it's four and a half hours from here. And two blocks from the house, you know, you see two people that are
1: doing the same thing that you're doing, you know. That's right. And, and you know, it, we, we'd stop at a gas station along the way, and there'd be dudes in metal Metallica shirts. shirt and yeah. metal shirts. You knew it was there. I mean, it was just, it, it was, you know, it, and, it, and, it, and it it really turned that stadium into a little Metallica city for, for the day. Yeah. There was like a pop-up shop. We got there,
0: <laughs> met up with our friends, Kevin Graham, Rachel Graham, and Kevin had already been over there. They're, you know, you you could go in early, get merchandise and stuff if you wanted. And you know, we stayed at a motel that was by six flags. It was less than two miles away and it was completely full of people that were oh, going yeah. to the show
1: and it was all, yeah.
0: You know, so yeah, it's just like this big event feeling,
1: you know. A and, very community tap kind of yeah. thing.
0: So yeah, I mean, so the show starts. I went in there, I got the thing where I could get in early you're a warrior. Yeah. I thought, you know what? I'm paying for a floor ticket anyway. I'm going to pay a little more and get on the floor early. Yeah. Why not? I'm already going to be standing down there. Rather than standing in a sea of assholes, I might as well be one of those people that have to stand up there for eight hours holding my piss so I can get on (laughs) the rail. And it worked out. I got on the rail. I didn't get like a prime spot, but I was on the rail and I was a little, I was on the left end of the stage like in front of like the last big screen and there was, it was like the last, you know, they had microphones set up around the stage. So like every 20 feet or something, there'd be a place where James could sing if he wanted. Yeah, or, exactly. You know, Rob could sing up, whatever, just wherever they stopped. And like the last, or the microphone in the center of the left side of the stage is where I was right in front of. Okay. So that's the first thing to point out. I talked about it with Guns N' Roses. I was kind of in the same General area, maybe a little bit better there. Mm -hmm. But your perception of what's going on gets completely fucking lost. I bet. Like, you know, I know where, you know, you had a different experience where you're seeing everything straight on. You can see everything that's going on. There were times where I didn't even... I'm like watching or kirk because they're over here yeah and i look and i'm like where the fuck is james and then he's like out in the front of the snake pit and he had been there singing a the whole song and i never knew it because you yeah. could see him on the screen behind <laughs> the other guy but you don't know where he's at and then finally you kind of crane your neck back and he's like 20 yards behind you stuck out in the middle of the crowd you know yeah. Yeah. so it's just kind of it's a totally different experience but it's completely worth it because you know He sang For Whom the Bell Tolls, like, 10 feet from me. Which is badass. You can't really give that up just to say, I want to set up here and see the whole show on a grand level, which would have been cool to do. But, like I said, I can give that up so I can say that I watched James Hetfield sing For Whom the Bell Tolls, 10 feet from me. There you go. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was worth it,
0: totally. Yeah. But, yeah, also the other thing I want to point out before I forget was that side of the... stages where people walked in and out of the snake pit. Yeah. And of course all of us staying here are extremely jealous of these people not because their seat was a little better, but because they could come and go as they please <laughs> and not lose piss. their spot. Yeah. These people are leaving all the time to go get beers and piss and hot dogs and whatever <laughs> and we're just standing here like assholes from from 4 p.m. to when the show ended 11:30. Yeah. You know. How bad did you need to pee afterwards? I didn't need to pee, in... well, afterwards it's pretty bad, but I didn't need to pee until about halfway through Metallica. So oh, well, that's it worked good. out because yeah. I, I had limited uh, liquid intake throughout okay. the day preparing, and then used the bathroom right before I went down there at about three fifteen, because I got in line about three twenty, three thirty. Okay, and then, but anyway, yeah. So and of these people coming and going at Snake Pit, eventually that one dude walked by the way, met it coming, and go, and yeah. And he walked up, you know, talked to me for a minute. He couldn't stay long because security would like make people keep yeah. moving. But he's like, man, I can't, I'm so glad you made it up here. This is going to kick ass, you know. And talked to him for a minute or two and once or twice when he came by. And other than that, I saw both members of Local H go in there. I saw two of the guys from Event Sevenfold go in there. Nice. So, you know, these, you know, Vince Sevenfold, they've done, Local H only did a few shows, but Event Sevenfold's doing every show almost. Yeah. You know, and these guys are still like probably in awe of the fact they're playing a big stage. Even when they're not with Metallica, they play a big stage, but just like the rest of us, it's Metallica. Yeah. So they're using the opportunity to say, hell yeah, I'm going to go down here in the snake pit and watch Yeah, Metallica. definitely. How could you not?
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, definitely.
0: But yeah. yeah, okay. So before I keep rambling, let's, let's hear your take of what My, it, when my it all take kicked is. Off when you I was, you know,
1: like I said, I was up in the stands, but I was only halfway up. I was a little to the side. I had a great view. It, you know, I wasn't super, super far away. Well, you're in the first row, weren't you? Of the and I was section? the first row of the section. And I mean, it was just a, it was just a great overview. And, you know, I, I saw, you know, some Facebook conversations between, you know, our buddies, John Stowe and Kevin Graham about how great it was on the floor. But at a certain time, they kind of wish they could have been in the stand somewhere and just took in the, the grandioseness of it all if that's a word if not yeah. i just made it up <laughs> and and that's true because it was just such a it was such it it, it had such impact it, it was such an event and you know there was always something to watch and you know the big fucking balloons you know for the first two hardwired songs which were fucking cool looking they should have kept them up the whole time or <laughs> <clears throat> you know the pyro and and everything going on the screen and you know, the snake, and it was just so cool to see everything, and um I, I was just at a great point to see it. Like I said earlier, if I was, like, section 718, I would have just went home. <laughs> um, but, I mean, this is, you know, the, the set list was fucking cool, because, you know, they're pretty much keeping everything the same, except for just a couple places where they'll plug in stuff. You know, on their arena tours, they mix it up a little bit more, but you got these big stadium tours with more, you know, more than just the meat and potatoes, you know, hits, fans. Casual fans. Yeah, yeah. casual fans. they got to keep it pretty... And I understand that, but, you know, you get got the memory remains, which you don't hear all the time. Uh, it was just... Um, so when that... Because we talked about it beforehand. That was one of the spots
0: where they... Yes. Oh, they, yeah. ro- they were just... Throughout this tour, they had just been rotating, creeping death and fuel. Mm-hmm. So... When they started Memory Remains, were you, like,
1: geeking out a little as a big yeah, fan? Yeah, I was like, just whoa, it was look something at this. In. One of these kids <laughs> is doing his own thing. You know, I was, like, nice. I was, like, really cool. You know, they threw us a curveball. And, um... I was, like, you know, me, obviously, like,
0: most people, I like Creeping Death better than Memory Remains. Definitely. So that's what I was hoping for. Yeah. But then when Memory... You know, I was obviously hoping for that over fuel. But then when Memory Remains started, I was, like, a geek. Yeah. You know, I'm just... Because it came out of nowhere so That's right i'm just sitting there
1: screaming along just like everybody else yeah did. you like that curveball and you know the, the performances were great i really loved the fucking the big drums they brought out for now that We're dead yeah um you know i didn't know this but until it happened but they you know a little drum set comes up in the snake pit and they do seek and destroy i mean they really they really they thought of everything they left no stone unturned and you know it's so hard to reach everybody in a stadium that fucking big, and I really and you know maybe they didn't pull it off hundred percent, but they sure as hell tried. Yeah, and they really did a great job of it. And you know I, I think that I I don't know if it was you know my most favorite uh, my most favorite time I've ever seen him. But you know it was pretty, pretty memorable, and uh, you know it just. Uh, it was my second most favorite. What was your first? The first time I saw oh, him. Oh yeah, man. probably yeah. That was my first.
0: That's yeah. my favorite. Just because it's, I don't even remember things yep. about it. But it's just because that, that you know how you are exactly. when you're a kid, and that's the first time you see him. That's right. You saw him it, for me. I saw him in '93 on the Shit in the Sheds tour. Yeah. And just that experience, you know, just like this is one of the biggest bands in the world. And then now, all the other times are great, but this, that experience of being right up there in the front. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Puts it up there.
1: You know. I, I mean, it was just, uh, it, you know, it, it was pretty special. I, I enjoyed it. I And, and I honestly, went, I, I'm not going to lie, I went into it thinking, eh, this place is so big. I mean, I guess this will be cool, but, you know, I mean, I'm not going to complain because they're my favorite band, but I wasn't expecting to be blown away. Yeah. And I was blown away, so. right. It it was worth the money. Well, performance wise, I mean, you obviously think they're great live. Yeah, I mean, so and, and I know I'm biased. They're my favorite band in the world. They could suck, and I'd probably still like them. But I mean, like I said, it was just the enormity of the venue. I was just like, hey, this will be cool, something to do, you know. But I just didn't real. I didn't think I'd be blown away like you know seeing them at the BOK Center a few years ago or eight years ago or whenever it was, you know? Yeah. So it was uh, no complaints. And, you know, Avenged did good. Local H was great. I thought they were way better than, you know, I I mean, I know they're good. They came across in that place way better than I thought they would.
0: Yeah. That's the, we kind of jumped over that, but that's the same thing I thought, you know, I've always liked Local H. Mm -hmm. And for those of you listening, they were on this podcast. That's right. A couple months ago. So go check that out. That's the thing to point out is. They run the Thunder Underground podcast. And then a month and a half later, they're opening up for Metallica. Is there a coincidence there? I don't
1: think so. think, think not. So you're welcome, um, Scott and Ryan. <laughs> and no. you know what? Um, You know,
0: <clears throat> Mixmaster Mike? Or no, where were you going with that?
1: Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. You can edit this, however, or not. I don't give a, <laughs> a fuck. I, I remembered my point. You know, you, you know, you heard all that controversy about the contest and Local H went in and blah, 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 fucking blah. Who gives a fuck? You know, they got the votes. They won. Deal with it. And, and you know, and, and let's be honest, Local H are not a metal band, you know, and that's a little out of the box for a big stadium tour that Metallica's headlining. But people seem to enjoy them. Yeah. You know, people were getting into it. And rightly so, because they, they kicked ass. You yeah. Know, uh, they, they, you know, here's two guys. This band is just two guys. Here's this gigantic fucking stadium, and they pulled it off.
0: Yeah, and they, you know, have to stay in the middle because you know he's the singer. Yes. So he can't, you know, be running all over the place. That's Right. So it's like two guys in the middle of a massive freaking stage, and it still sounded big. Still sounded good. And I like the fact that it's like. You know if say mothership or shattered son and won that thing maybe they would have benefited them more than it benefited local H because mm-hmm. there might be some metalheads there that were more into that I don't yeah. know but at the same time as if you know we've talked about four it's always cool when you go to show and it's like you know there's a big there's a good mix of diversity yeah. and this totally was with four bands that have a lot of different things going on exactly well I say f- four bands Mixmaster mike <clears throat> was the other thing to point out it's like obviously neither one of us especially you are fans of djs but i've always been one if it's a dj playing music i like you know hell i'll sit there and listen to it and the thing is people can complain about a dj all they want but he played from he played it from five to six and then again from 805 to 845 i think right like from between avenged and metallica and if he wasn't there, you'd just be standing there listening to AC, DC, and ZZ Top coming through the speakers. Yep, exactly. You know, at a in lower this, level.
1: Yeah, yeah. And this way, you, you got you got deep cuts, and, you know, it was played loud. Yeah. You know, I, I can't remember what song they were playing. I think it was a White Zombie song they, Mixmaster Mike, was playing. I could be wrong. And then, you know, it kind of came to a breakdown, and all of a sudden, uh, you hear Alice in Chains, Check My Brain. Yeah, and it's like he could have picked a million Allison Chain songs, but he picked like a new one. Yeah, and I thought that was really cool. He he didn't he didn't go the usual man in the box or whatever, right? You know, he, he did something different and. I you know he played a fucking he played Symphony of Destruction and he played Tornado of Souls twice. Yes, that's right. And uh no, Holy Wars, uh, sorry. It was Holy Wars. And, yeah. And he then he and then it went into stand up and shout yeah. and I told you it made me think of those times when we were fucking kids and we were making like little like um you know Segway tapes cuz we're fucking metal dorks. Yeah. You know, we were making little like you know we would literally dub tapes, like, a few seconds of one song and do a few seconds of another song. try so who can make the coolest, Two like... who can make the coolest. Combinations. Because, you know, when we're, like, 13, because we're dorks, and um, it just reminded me of that, and it really, you know... I-, I think that was a great idea, having them out, you know, for that tour. Yeah. It's just a... It's way better than just, like you said, listening to, you know, fucking Sharp Dressed Man a hundred <laughs> times over.
0: And see, the thing is, I would I would have mm-hmm. loved to have seen the Beastie Boys live. Mm-hmm. Never got the chance. And I yeah. mean, obviously, this is totally different than what they would have been like live. But hey, you're seeing a guy from a legendary act. Yeah. You know, that you'll probably never get the chance to see again. That's right. So, I mean, that was cool. Like we said, Local H was cool. And then we had Avenged Sevenfold. Yes. And yes. I got to say, is I've always liked Avenged Sevenfold. Me too. Me too. I know you have too. I... When they came out or kind of got known, I think I, like most people that weren't following them until they kind of hit, was with the yeah. second album, City of Evil, yeah. and then went back to the the first album. I love both those. And then, you know, as the stuff kept coming out, I liked it. I always kept track of them. I've listened to everything. But just somewhere along the way, I just kind of became indifferent. Mm-hmm. Like, they could come here and I wouldn't even go because yeah. I just just didn't care, you know? Yeah. doesn't mean I didn't like them, but... When I saw them at this show, it every bit of indifference that I had gained like was washed away. That's right. You know, I completely refound my love for these guys because they exceptional. You know, live band. You know, like the two guitarists. You can't say enough great things about how good they are. We already knew that. And they do the shit in sync, which I love. They do the double so all that shit. And yep. we've made the jokes ourselves. Everybody else does about how these guys sound like Metallica. They sound like Guns and Roses. Mm-hmm. Whatever. To me, that's what they've, they've always been a band that was just kind of, you you have a, you have a plane and it has Metallica on one end and Guns N'
1: Roses on the other and like dead center. And hey, to me, that's great because you need that shit. That's right. And you know what? I like that album. I don't give a fuck. I'm just And and I never, and I never said I didn't like that album, you know? I'm just talking about everything in general, you know? Oh no, I I get it. And I think City of Evil is their third record, not their second. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I just, you know, right. keep keeping you honest, Trent. right? We, we're we're running a podcast here, God damn it. <laughs> well, thank you. You're welcome.
0: But also, <laughs> when you see M Shadows live, it's more evident than ever that he really wants to be Axe Rose. And hey, I can't blame him. <laughs> he's got the flannel. Yeah, he's got the flannel. He's got the stage move, kind yeah. of. He just like, you know, sees the day it was always a GNR ripoff. You know, yes. just like hey, it's like. That's great, too, because, you know, it's like, if they're not emulating these bands, they'd be emulating something that sucks, you yeah. know, maybe. So it's like, exactly. hey, That that's a good thing. And I can't, you know, it's very rare anymore that a band's going to get big doing something that you've never heard anyway. Yeah. And like we've said a million times, we need bands <clears throat> like Evan Sevenfold to get as big as possible that's because right. 10 years from now, who's going to take the spot of... You know, Metallica, Aerosmith, Rolling Stones, Kiss. Right. When all these bands, you know, start going away, and everybody says Avenged
1: and and uh, God, that's it. Like I mean, Fight Foo Fighters, Death Punch, or Foo Fighters or something. Yeah. And you know, uh, like it or not, people, that's who we've got, and you know, uh, we've got to support them. And uh, well, well, maybe not Five Finger Death Punch, but right. anyways, <laughs> that's another. But, yeah, I, I I know what you mean, and you're right. And, you know, it was just a fucking great night. It was a great show, and it went way better, went off way better than I'd hoped. And just, I, I'm still thinking about it, you know, yeah. still ringing in my head.
0: Have you ever heard, have you ever seen him play Motorbreath Live?
1: I don't know. Or that's a remember? good question. I should look that up. Cause that I want to say
0: yes, but I don't know. Because the... Yeah, one of the tracks they rotate
1: is like mid set. They play Kill 'Em All track, and it's usually like a yeah. yeah you never know if you're gonna get hit the lights or you know No Remorse. I don't know. They played No Remorse at the BOK Center, and that was fucking rad. Yeah, that's what that was. Yeah, but we got Blackened as well. Yeah, you know,
0: Battery is my favorite song. I'm always. A little sad <sighs> if they don't play
1: it, but I'll give it up for Blackened and yeah. Motorbreath. So Blackened was great, and I got a Blackened story after afterwards. I'm looking for my exit, and I run into Chase and Colton and Brittany from Less Than Human, and I was like, "Hey!" And like they didn't even say "Hey" or anything. Uh, they just go Blackened, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah!" They fucking played it, you know. I mean, and I mean that was badass. I think people really. Really liked when they started playing that song. It was like, holy shit, we didn't know they were going to do this. Yeah. It was super awesome.
0: Well, another thing, did you hear people around you talking, or did you talk to anybody? Like, as far as, because I noticed, I talked to the guy next to me, and then, you know, I heard people behind me talking. Like, it was all over the, obviously, like you imagine, in a yeah. stadium. There, The guy next to me, had ne- it was the first time he would ever seen him. Yeah. And he was on the reel, so he was, like, flipping out. And then the guy behind me had said he had seen him, like, 14 times, but he hasn't seen him since the 90s. So he saw him 14 Holy times, fuck. you know, in the heydays. Yeah, you know? no shit. So it was just, like, completely all over the board. And then the guy behind me, I think, came... I didn't ever ask him, but he was speaking to another guy in Spanish the whole time, and then he started talking to a guy in English, and I hadn't talked to him, and then he got one of Lars' drumsticks at the end. Yeah. And then he just, like, buried his head in my back and was just, like, shaking and... Then he finally came up and said, "I'm so sorry." I'm like, "Hey, it's cool." And he's like, "Man, I'm freaking out. This is like one of the greatest things that's ever happened because he threw his Mexico flag to Lars for the drumstick, and yeah. so I guess he traveled from Mexico. So, you that's know, hey, awesome. It's just one of those bands that that's right. that people are passionate about, you know? Yep.
1: And and I get it because they're my favorite band in the world. They're the best band in the world. They're the Led Zeppelin of our generation. They can do no wrong. And if you don't like that, go eat a dick,
0: <laughs> right? Well, and another thing is, I don't know if Kevin Graham has uploaded it to YouTube, but he has an exceptional video of Rob. Oh, yeah. Rob's a bass solo.
1: Straight on, it's amazing.
0: He played "Anesthesia," pulling teeth. Yes. And, you know, which is really cool because up on the screen, you know, a couple of screens are Rob live and then the other screens are... Cliff. Cliff, you know, from that... Was it that day on the green performance? It's always that that outside one that they always show of him headbanging. Yeah. And, uh... But yeah, like I said, he stopped and did it right in front of Kevin and he was on the rail on you know the in front of the snake pit and had a dead on shot of him doing it so it was badass. Looked that up on YouTube. Hell yeah. (laughs) Well, that was the Friday night. Yes. So we got up the next day in Dallas and we drove from Dallas to Fort Smith, Arkansas because our buddies in reliance code.
1: Having a CD release party.
0: Yep. This thing finally came out. Finding Your Way Out is the name of the album. This thing just released. That was actually the first. I think it came out digitally the week before. And then everyone that entered this show got a CD, which was a great idea. Yes. They had Scrim Red Mutiny, The Revolutioners, and Vague Vendetta on this bill with them. What a lineup. Yeah, exceptional lineup at an amazing venue. Yeah, this was the first time you had been to the sound room.
1: This venue was insane. It was it was such a, it's a great idea. It's smart and just you know the look of it. uh, What a great place.
0: Yeah, I'd been there in a while since it was the previous place that it was before the sound room. Okay, but I always loved every show I saw there. So I was really excited to get back there. And yeah, I just love. It's got the indoor outdoor feel and upper level. Everything's just just really well set up and just yeah. a really fun place and sounds great and everything. So really excited to go this because we like all four of these bands. We've, you've heard us talk about all of them. That's right. But right out the gate, it was a school because there was a great turnout. And not only that, we saw people, you know, from Tulsa as well. Yes. You know, like we saw CJ from Grind, Paulette and Vernon from Fist of Rage. You know, there was like Christy Gross and Eric. You know, yeah. Christy came clear from ADA. Ada.
1: That's, that's fucking, that's dedication. And that's yeah. something I want to talk about real quick, if you don't mind. Oh, well, no. You know, th- this, you know, these, this scene that we're doing with, you know, these Oklahoma bands, these Tulsa bands, these Arkansas bands, whatever, however you want to call it. You know, th- this, this is what we've needed. You know, I mean, you know, Christy Gross did not drive. You know, all the way from Ada for a signed band or a big band or Metallica or, you know, I know she loves Deftones or Killswitch Engage. She drove for you know these regional bands, upcoming bands that need this kind of support. And I mean, it's so cool to see. Um, you know, we we came from out of town. You know, uh, Vernon and Paulette and CJ came from out of town. I mean that that's that's what's helping this out that's what's helping this stay alive and you know <clears throat> when I played out you didn't see none of that shit yeah. you know you played to it was like Air, it was like the uh, airheads you played to you know the other bands and their girlfriends I mean that's it and you know to to see people you know singing along to every word of these band songs I mean it, it's you know I, I'm just so happy for these guys And that's what, that's what we've needed. And I just hope that, I just hope that it grows and grows like that because no telling what will, no telling, you know, what, what steps we can take next with this kind of support from the fans.
0: Yeah. And especially since it's crossing different cities too, you know? Yeah, exactly. Technically, Reliance Code isn't from Tulsa or Fort Smith. Yeah. They're from, you know, they're closer to Fort Smith, but they're from Oklahoma and they, You know, kind of travel between the two places, and then, you know, when you have fans coming from both sides, like you said, to see an upcoming band that isn't signed or isn't known, that's freaking amazing. Yeah, people, you know,
1: people need, the coasts need to, you know, they need to kind of notice what's going on over here. Yeah. It's great stuff to me. I love it.
0: Yeah. Well, Vague Vendetta kicked this thing off, and I'd seen him one time at Shooters in Fort Smith. But it was really cool to see him again because I think I was a little. Uh, I'm going to talk about this again with the revolutioners. A little inebriated the first time I
1: saw him. I see. I see. That's fine. So I'm
0: a little fuzzy. I remember it being cool, but so this was really cool to be able to see a full show and or full set
1: whenever I was sober. <laughs> nice, nice. I mean, and I, you know, I, I'm sorry. I, I myself have never experienced that in my life. Oh, really? Okay. You know, I've never been drunk at a show ever. That's right. No, but I mean the energy that Vague Vendetta, you know, put out. Um, you know, their sound was amazing. The the guitar players were just on point. Um, you know, the 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 one guitar player is just uh, fucking. That was insane. Yeah, what it, were you saying? He was doing the the sweet picking. The sweet picking. Holy fuck! And he was what 21, 22? Because I mean, I, I can't do that, and I'm forty. <laughs> I couldn't. I could never do that. You know, I'm lucky I can get an A chord, and this guys he's just sweet, picking his ass off, and I was just like, wow, I'm just going to go home and break my guitar. I'm going to burn it, because I don't need to play it anymore. (laughs) So, I mean, you know, Vague Vendetta, you know, thumbs up all the way.
0: Yeah, and they had some killer guitar riffs, too, because I can't remember... I apologize, I can't remember the name of the songs, but like he mentioned, you know, I don't like this song or something, yeah. joking about it. And that was like, and followed by like this amazing guitar yeah, riff. No shit. <laughs> and there were other songs like that. And, you know, Tegan's voice is just so powerful. You know, when you think of a female vocalist, you think of high pitched, you know, pretty this and that or whatever. She's just got one of those, it's, you can, you know, it's a woman, but it's like more, you know, what's the right word, you know? You're gonna get way your track, ass kicked. Yeah, way more power to it. It's like yeah. we talked about with through the stone, you know. Yeah. It's just got, you know, just something to it that just almost scares you a little bit. But it's like And that's okay. Just, yeah, and she's just got such a great presence on stage too. Definitely. You know, and just it's just and they're great people too. You know, we talked to them beforehand, talked to Brian afterwards, the drummer. Mm-hmm. And you know, some just really they've only been around for about a year and a half, I think, so I'm really excited to see where they go. Definitely. They're coming here to Tulsa August 5th at the Vanguard as part of the Bands Against Suicide um, Benefit thing. Be there. So be sure to check that out. That's got 10 bands on it. We'll talk about that wow. more as it gets closer. Yes. Well, the Revolutioners. This is another band we saw at Halata Fest. Yes. And I just remember thinking, these guys are good. They had some energy, but I couldn't really remember like because it was one of the last couple bands that night. Yeah. And we'd... <laughs> consumed a little bit of alcohol <laughs> so and i told the drummer jonathan degood good we talked to him afterwards and i told him basically told him that i was like man because cj kept telling me man these guys are great and i'm like yeah i saw them they're cool but then when i saw them this time i'm like holy shit yeah it was what it, i mean you can't you know i want to geek out but and, i mean this band has fucking brought it and you feel like this is a band that's like this is big rock and roll, you
1: know? unadulterated rock fucking power. Yeah, I mean that singer is a rock star. I mean already. Yeah. You know, fucking give him the big stage because he can do it. I mean, you know, you know, you had presence. The guy can sing his fucking dickhole off. I mean, fucking they had goddamn the songs, the riffs, the talent. I mean, th- this band, this band is happening. Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah, and it's I just, was super fucking impressed.
0: It's that great kind of that mid-range hard rock where it's like got the, the rock power to it, but it's not super heavy. It's like we talked about it, like Grind or something. Yeah. And like you said, you know, he's he ran loops around the the lower level and the balcony level yeah. and never, you know, singing while he's running and never lost. A, yeah. You know, his That's voice right. never yeah, wavered. Did, yeah. And, you know, it's... Yeah, that band's just something to be reckoned with. They're at the a Little yeah, Rock. That's right. So, you know, they... Look for
1: look for the Revolutionaries. Yeah,
0: I mean, they came in for this show as well, so... Yeah. And I know they play around, so if you ever get the chance to check them out, be sure and do that. And then we had our friends in Scream Red Mutiny. Hell yes. And we've said good things about these guys plenty of times because they're one of the best bands in this area. That's right. anywhere that you'll hear, you got to... Yeah, I can't say enough good things and Cambridge We Press <laughs> the EP. Yep. Phenomenal and this lineup they have now is freaking great and they just Sprout is the true definition of a you know, a heavy metal hard rock frontman. The guy knows how to bring it
1: and he's got power in his voice. You know, and he does quite a jump off the drum riser. Yeah. And, and you know, I just I love this band uh, Sprout, you know, sing sings like crazy. And uh, you know they've been through so much, and I'm just so glad they're 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 still going. And you know they 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 have that spirit, um, and they have that vibe, and it's just super infectious. Yeah. And And uh, you know it, every time you see them, it's like the first time. Right. It's so good.
0: Yeah, Nick. You know I've said it before. I'll say it again. Nick's guitar tone. He's keeping this thing so true to where it started with John Lotta. Right. You know, and he. Just a great band, and we talked to uh, to Tony for quite a while beforehand. And you know, he was telling us he listened to us all the time, and you know, gave us a lot of high praise, and that means a lot coming from this guy. Yeah, uh, you know, because we we're fans of his previous band, even the Dogs, and yep. you know what he's doing now, of course. And they played, uh I think, three new songs, maybe. Okay, and every one of them seemed heavier than you know the stuff they'd done before. That first one had a real kind of punk vibe to it. Yeah, and then. The later ones were even heavy, like towards the end, one of the last ones they did had a real, I think even CJ mentioned it kind of had a Lamb of God feel to it and everything. And then we saw Tony again afterwards, and he said that, yeah, you haven't even heard our heaviest song. We didn't even play it. So That's
1: that's awesome. I can't wait to hear it.
0: Yeah. So really looking forward to that. That's right. And then Reliance Code. Yes. Finding Your Way Out. The album is out. This was a celebration of that. They played every track off the album. That's right. And then they also played Cedar. Yes. And then they, I think they played another song too, if I'm not mistaken. But, yeah. Another band we've said great things about countless times. Oh, yeah. Because we love what these guys do. And yet again, seeing them live on this stage, all five of them. They look like they belong there, and they act like they belong there, and they they already seem like seasoned vets and
1: yeah, pros, I even mean, though it's like they're ready for. They're younger, it, and oh, you know they haven't done much stuff before this, you know. Yeah, and you know you could you could see this in an arena. Yeah, you know, uh, Chris Law had a drum solo that was just like it was a ball squasher. <laughs> I mean, it was great. Yeah, it was. And, and you know, they, it really had a big show vibe to it in in a smaller setting. It really had a a headlining. I mean, it was just, uh, it was on point. And, you know, they've got the, the hooks and they've got the riffs. Um, you know, these guys are deadly.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. Well, let's play a song now to let you all know what we're talking about. This is from the album Finding Your Way Out. Brand new song called Taking Control. control from finding your way out reliance code eight tracks on that album hashtag all killer no filler
1: damn right
0: pick that thing up like I said it's available digital Spotify iTunes Amazon hit these guys up on Facebook if you want a physical copy go to a show they're playing Tulsa on July 15th at Steve Murdoch's birthday bash at the shrine nice so if you're in the Tulsa -er, area yeah get your ass out there well that was Saturday night. Yes. Next day Father's Day. Shout out to all our fathers, all the dads. Yeah. Had a good day with my dad. Shout out to your dad cuz he was badass. That's right. That's right. And he's still badass from beyond the grave. Yes. Well, <laughs> the next day, Monday, that's right. Iron Maiden came to town, Oklahoma. Sorry, they came to Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City. So we made another short road trip.
1: We you know, we haven't even <laughs> talked about this. Right because you st- you just got back in town today. Yeah, or late last in the so, night. So, I mean, yeah. I I don't even know where to start. I mean, fuck it, I'll just start. All right. I want to tell you something. I have a little story. Okay. Hopefully it's so, good. Yeah, it is. I got there, you know, got to my seat and I had the lower section, the 100s 100 section, 107, first row. Right. Seat 11. And I thought, man, I'm going to be right there. You know, I'm going to, it's going to be, you know, my row and then the floor. And then I didn't know which, I didn't know how close the section 107 would be. Well, it's the section that's like exactly perpendicular with the stage. Like, you know, I could have spit on Adrian Smith. Right. That's how close I was. But when I sat down, you know, Everything you know, I was absolutely perpendicular with the stage. <clears throat> I was blocked by speakers and lights, couldn't see anything. And I was like, Holy shit, are you kidding me? I'm that's not- yeah, that's weird that they sold that, you know. And that's where I'm getting to. Okay. I sat down and the ush the the usher lady, uh, she came up to me, she goes, Sir, you need to go find your seat. They didn't sell this seat. I said, oh, but they did. And I handed her my ticket. And she goes, wow, they sold this seat? You can't see anything. And I said, well, it's my seat. And she just kind of looked at me like, you know, she looked at me like, oh, well, fuck you, fat boy. And she goes, well, enjoy the show. And I said, well, I'll try. And so I thought, son of a bitch. And the show started and. There was two guys next to me, to the right of me, and then there was nobody in the row at all after them. Like going further out? Yeah, going further out. So I, you know, go started, and you could see Papa just like peek his nose out. (laughs) I was like, fuck this shit. I'm going to go find somewhere else to sit. But at the same time, I knew that there was those ramps, and Bruce Dickinson would be like right there in my face. Yeah. So it's like, what do I do, you know? Well, those two guys scooted down a couple seats, and so so I did, and it was just a perfect few. But it was still, Ghosts had so much lights and shit on the sides of the stage. Right. You know, I, I just saw them when they would come right up to the edge. But it was still great. Ghost sounded great. They had a great set list. You know, people loved them. Um, you know, they played Absolution, which is quickly becoming one of my favorite Ghost songs. <clears throat> and then, you know, and then... That was great for Iron Maiden. They cleared away a ton of shit, yeah. And it was, and it ended up being the the one of the best concert experiences I've ever had in my life. I was, you know, right up in front of everybody. I mean, you know, it I it, it sounded great. Bruce Dickinson would come up on that ramp and be right under me. You know, you could see everything. Great. I mean, I, I just. You know, At one point, I sent you a picture of my view before the show started. And you were like, oh, shit, because you bought the ticket and I had to pay you the money. And you were like, holy shit, I'm sorry about this. I'm sorry I got that ticket. And then once Iron Maiden came on and I just kind of saw how the layout was and how good I could see and how amazing the show was, I was like, you do not need to apologize. This is fucking amazing <laughs> i mean it was just it was just sensational tremendous yeah any kind of fucking adjective i was so close and you know it, it, i'd never been that close in a big arena show like that in my life um it, it was just uh i mean i i, I was beside myself it, it was amazing
0: yeah well i did the i got lucky on this yeah. again i won the first to the barrier pass yeah so, I got there in time to get in line for that. Same thing. Got down there early. Holding on, more piss. Yeah. Got on the barrier and had to hold my piss for... Hashtag hold your piss. Yeah. Because I was able to go right before we went down there. And then from basically 5.50 to you know whatever time it ended. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, so for me, this was, like you said, one of the best experiences ever. I'm on the rail. Last time... I got clear up to like one person in front of me yeah. and that was amazing. And that Tulsa show to me, I still liked it a little better just because maybe it was because it was the first time I'd seen him that close. Yeah, And it was just the whole day we've talked about how that just, it was this big, huge event feel. Mm-hmm. This was a little more rushed because we just drove in Oklahoma city and went over the venue and went in. Yeah. So it didn't have that same kind of vibe for me. Yeah. But being on the rail totally changed that as far as, the experience of it all because I'm like dead center in front of Janik for like the whole show yeah. acting like a freaking crazy guy. Like yeah. he always does. And his then little S- prances and his yeah, kicks and his yeah.
1: guitar moves. And it's
0: Steve Harris's, you know, Mike right there. So I'm like, unbelievable. Yeah. And I can't, you already said ghost was great. They're great. You know, I know there's people out there that don't like him, but I just, it was crazy how I didn't hear any of that around me. You know, I kept expecting, you know, you yeah, always uh, go to shows uh, and there's always uh, someone around you that's like, fuck you, or like, yeah. you know, well, I guy can't, ne- or when he's like, this is yeah. our last song, I'm like, fuck yeah, finally. Yeah. But there was none of that. Yeah. The two guys behind me, he was more excited about fucking Ghost and Iron Maiden. Like, he was explaining the guy to next to me, like, that's number three. Like, he knew every yeah. fucking thing. He knew more about Ghost than you. You know, it was like, <laughs> it was just Well, the guy s-
1: next to me was just headbanging the whole time, and I could see people on the floor singing every fucking word. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I saw no hate. I saw no hate, and you know, of course, I got to shout out our buddy Trevor. Right, he was so close I could talk to him in between bands. Really, and he yeah, he was going, and he, he was on the rail too. Yeah, yeah, he was going nuts for Ghost, and you know, he had his burger hat on, and we love that guy. But <laughs> I mean, it was just, uh, it was a yeah, Ghost put on a great show.
0: Well, one thing to point out is our buddy Jason Carroll. Yes. You know, he's he's never said I hate ghosts, but he's just one of those people who's not a fan. He's like, I don't like anything I've heard. But, like, I looked at my phone at the end of the set, and there was a text from him I think he sent to you, too. He's like, holy shit, these guys are definitely way better live. Yeah. You know, at least to him. So, yeah, maybe that's happening. Maybe people that are going to see Iron Maiden, you know... Are getting it. You know, it yeah. changes their it'd, mind a little. Be, I don't
1: know. It'd be great, you know.
0: And that the other thing I noticed is ghosts seem to... T- I don't know if they toned it down but he didn't talk. He only said what hell Satan wants but he didn't say anything between <laughs> yeah. you know the songs. Uh, yeah, you know they got
1: they got they they're got playing a to the audience set, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so that's maybe right. that's it. I that's mean right. the
0: imagery was still there but yeah, just a great set for an opening set to Definitely. Include all the songs they did and sounded great and there.
1: Anyway, but yeah, Maiden it's just over the top. It's just one of the best shows you could ever see yeah. in life. I mean, you know, and it's to the point where, you know, these new songs from Book of Souls—they're classics already—and you look for you look forward to them just as you do all the old stuff. Yeah. And you know, they just—I loved the Eddie, the big, the giant Eddie coming out, and Yannick was running in between his legs, and yeah. I mean, it, it just—it's—it's it's so theatrical, and you know, they're really good, kind of like Metallica. They go that extra mile. To make the guy way in the back feel like he saw a fucking show. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was just, uh, it it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And it's,
0: we love Iron Maiden. We love all the classic stuff like everybody else. But like you said, I, I walk away from it. I think the same way I did in Tulsa. The Memories for me, the best parts maybe were like when they played the red and the black, Black, red and the black, because it's just so speed of light. It's just so such an epic song. The solo is great, and it's just that whole extended band solo at the end. And then, like, the beginning with If Eternity Should Fell, it's just that chorus is so huge. That's like outside of you know seeing Wrathchild or Power Slave or Wasted Years, I mean, it's like that's what sticks in my head, and that's amazing that a band. That legendary with that much legendary music yep. can do that with their new music still. I mean, I,
1: I did love hearing Wasted Years and Iron Maiden though. That was oh yes, yeah, definitely. But you know, just with where I was, with how close I was to the band, and how you know how close I was to you know the 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 front row, of the rail. I mean, you know, if I didn't look back behind me and see a, a giant arena, I almost felt like I was in Brady Theater or something. Yeah, it was just it definitely. was so fucking cool, man.
0: But the other funny thing about it was. You're three days removed from seeing Metallica in Cowboy Stadium. That walking into the Chesapeake Arena, which is where the Thunder play, it felt small. Felt small. It Thunder. was weird. Like I walked down on the floor and I'm like, this rail's so fucking short. You yeah. know, it's like I was the rail I was on at Metallica. Just that side of it was bigger than this is. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it's just like it's just weird. Because and I even told Tracy, you know, I'm like, I wonder if when Iron Maiden plays a place like this, if it's like when a Band that's kind of big goes back and does some club shows. If, like, this is like their version of a club <laughs> yeah, show, yeah, you know? no kidding,
1: and no shit.
0: And that's the oh, another thing I want to mention. I don't know, did you you saw him at the end of the show talk about her? But the girl standing next to me
1: was from Russia, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. And people pe- people come and travel yeah. and follow this band from all over, man,
0: yeah, like you know, he mentioned there are people from there from Canada and Honduras, but. I asked her, I'm like, so what numbers is Like, this is the 83rd time. Son of a bitch. That she'd man. seen him. And she was following him. Like, she was going from there to Houston and then uh, San Antonio and then wherever. She was in and in Salt Lake City, wherever that is on the tour list. That's insane. But yeah. Fandom. So, yeah, it's just amazing that that's what this band does. And I Detroit. mean, there was noticeably a lot less people than there was in Tulsa, but. It's just still weird to me, but I know they're doing a lot of area shows, whereas yeah. that was just select shows in America, and now there's also a Dallas show, a Kansas City show. Mm-hmm. That's right. So yeah. it's, there's less people that would be traveling that would, I guess. Yeah. But it's crazy that when a band pulls like 9,000 people, that that's considered not as big. I you know. know. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> like, that's a small show, a, a really small show for them. Yeah. But you still have people from all over the world
1: there. Exactly. Yeah, it was just, what a great night.
0: Yeah. Never, it'll never get old. That's only the, what, third time? Third time. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope I can see them many more, but I know they're one of those bands that are getting up there, so.
1: Definitely. Well, I'm glad we got it in then.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, the final thing was, I stayed in Oklahoma City. That's right. And the next night I went to something totally different than all this. (laughs) It was like 90s rock extravaganza. Yeah. With collective soul this was out at the zoo amphitheater in oklahoma city so an outdoor summer concert with collective soul headlining with our lady peace and tonic nice and i was a fan of all three of these bands in the 90s still am big fan of tonic and they kicked this thing off and i mean tonic's one of those bands they're not you don't think of tonics like it's gonna like tear up the stage like yeah going you know Energetic or anything, their music's kind of like that. What do you call it, Gentleman's rock or something? Yeah. <laughs> you know, rock. I like it's like that. they have they have a few yeah. songs that have a heavy edge to them, mm-hmm. but it's just that kind of that mid range rock and roll, you know. Yeah. And Emerson Hart's just an amazing songwriter. Had the opportunity to see him do a solo show here in Tulsa last year. Um, but I had seen well, I saw Tonic in New Orleans, opening for Better Ezra a few years ago. Seeing him out here was great, but notably. I'd seen Iron Maiden like less than 24 hours before, and (laughs) it was like the most stark contrast of anything ever. Because, you know, he's just got four dudes standing on stage in the middle of the fucking sun, you know, playing You Wanted More. (laughs) Whereas, you know, 20 hours ago I saw The Trooper Live (laughs) with Bruce Dickinson going ape shit. Holy shit. But not to say that that's not what you expect from Tyke. They sounded great. It was hotter than balls at that point because they started at 7 and the sun like, shines directly on that stage. Wow. And, but they went through it. They played eight songs, so they got it, like, a 35, 40-minute set. And then uh, they didn't play Casual Affair, which kind of made me sad, mm. but I'll I'll survive. <laughs> then Our Lady Peace came on. Yeah. And this was, I'll be honest, I like Tonic, like I said. I like Collective Soul. But I probably wouldn't have stayed in town for the show. If Our Lady Peace went on yeah. the bill.
1: Yeah, I, I see that.
0: Like, I'd, I'll go see a collective soul and tonic anytime, time, but after this long weekend, I've probably just been like, eh, yeah. let's go home. Yeah. But Tracy was the same way. You know, she loved Our Lady Peace the most out of these three back then as well. So we're really excited for this. And yeah. I haven't seen them since, man, I don't know when the last time was. Some, a few times, but it's been way back. Yeah. And they were probably my favorite band of all those bands of that era. Yeah. That kind of alt-rock Mainly because his voice is so unique, the songwriting was so, you know, at least on until they got to Gravity was so different. Yeah, you know than everybody else was doing. But they did a a great set of like mixing. They had, of course, most songs were from Clumsy three, three or four. But then they had two songs from Gravity, two songs from Happiness as a fish you cannot catch, and then yes. they had, <laughs> you know, of course, Starseed. And then they had a brand new song, which, I'll be honest, of the three bands that played, that might have been my favorite point of the whole show, was this new song that R.L.A. Peace played. Awesome. And it just, it was heavy, it rocked, it you know had his signature, you know, that voice that stands out, and it's just, I can't wait to hear what they got. He said they just got out of the studio, so I assume that's coming this year sometime. Yeah. And he'd even said it's been... A long time since we've been to Oklahoma. And after this reception, you know, we'll make sure it's hopefully, not. Yeah, they'll be back, hopefully. Yeah. And we saw, them, we saw them, what, at the Delaware Playhouse doing that acoustic, acoustic thing? That was
1: amazing. Yeah, That That's, was definitely a standout show.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, so I was super excited to see them, and they lived up to my expectation. And the thing to point out with them live is they really pull off everything as far as, Because that band has a lot of different sound. Like, when you think of the Happiness album, it's real loose and alternative-y. Yeah. And then you get to Gravity that Bob Rock produced, where it's all thick and full and, you know, huge and bombastic. When they played, like, Somewhere Out There and Innocent, those songs sounded huge and bombastic. And when they played One Man Army or Is Anybody Home, like, it sounded loose yeah and it didn't sound thick so it's like they did a great job of capturing the same thing they did on the albums you know nice well collective soul headlined it and this band i've it's funny with this band because you know even after rocklahoma last year i saw several people talk about how they didn't like them didn't think they sounded good Mm -hmm. and i even saw you know a friend of mine posted on my post when i was there that said you know she didn't think they were good live and i don't get it i don't hear it you know yeah they sound great to me. He sounds good. They, they're they one of those bands that comes across even a little heavier live, you know, because they have, you think of soul, you think of 90s rock, you think of The World I Know or December, but, you know, people forget about Where the River Flows or Why Part Two or Simple. These songs yeah. are fucking hard rock songs, you know, and they all sound great live and they did a full on like 16, 17 song set and. What was the song they do with Elton John? Oh, wow. I forgot that about that. That song was great. I completely forgot about something, that. Something
1: like something day, like a jealous day or a something. I don't uh-huh. know. Anyway, sorry. Well, no.
0: <laughs> but no, they they even did a cover of Tie Your Mother Down, which nice was kind of odd. I mean, it sounded good guitar wise and well, musically. And he sounded fine, except he, in those points in the song where Freddie Mercury screams high. He did that, and it didn't
1: it didn't, didn't exactly out. come off
0: the way it should. But everything else, he sounded great on. Yeah. And you know, the crowd was really into it. There were a lot of you know diehard fans, and it was kind of you know, it's one of the kind of like I thought there was a cross. What's the word? Cross pollination of different kinds of people there. You know, I saw dudes wearing Pantera shirts, and then you know, you saw dudes that looked like they were the alternative geek from 1997. You know, <laughs> so it's like. You know, everybody was there and having a great time and singing along to everything, so I just, it's one of those fun outdoor shows, so I'm glad I went. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd say that's a good string of some huge rock shows in the last couple weeks. That is. We
1: fucking, we got through it, didn't we? Yeah. It was was like a five-hour long podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But no. Maiden, Metallica, Sammy Hagar. I I mean, you can't.
1: Yeah. It's
0: good to be alive, man.
1: Yeah really is.
0: And hits are going to keep coming. I'm going to see Romstein next week. That's right. We got Guns N' Roses and Foo Fighters later in the year. Yep. So the big acts keep coming. Or maybe thinking about going to
1: the Warp Tour.
0: Yeah, that'd be cool. Because they got some
1: different kind of shit going on this year.
0: A lot more metal than usual. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you haven't paid attention, look up that lineup. If you like metal, you'll be kind of shocked at how...
1: Yeah, it's not your usual fare.
0: Yeah. They've got all those normal Warp bands in there, but they've also got way more. Yeah. Stuff that's actually good. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, if you're in the Tulsa area, July 1st, next Saturday, OTEP has a lot of great bands opening for them. Alter Blood, Machine in the Mountain, and Sever Yes. Hit one of those bands up, buy tickets from them, get out there and support these great bands at the Shrine in Tulsa. That's right. We've had all three of those bands on this podcast. That's right, we have.
1: And they are good ones too.
0: Yeah, Machine in the Mountain, love them. Mind, Alter Blood. Look those up. Soundcloud dot com backslash Thunder Dash Underground or the Thunder dot com. Besides those bands, we mentioned Reliance Code, Scream Red Mutiny. Both those have been on here, Grind and Fist of Rage, we That's mentioned right. them. Local H has been on here. Yeah. And then we've got all these guys like Gene Simmons from KISS. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He was on here once. I've heard of him.
0: Yeah. He's pretty cool.
1: But we, you know, we've had guys from Truck Fighters, King, uh, you know, Bullet Boys, He is Legend, uh, you know. Yeah, that's a cross right there. Bullet Boys to He is Legend. I'm bringing the diversity, man. That's how we got to do it. Seven
0: Uh, Dust, Shooter Jennings. That's right. um, Avatar, Great White. You know, hey. We've done so many that we can't even remember yeah, can't now. even remember the list. <laughs> Crowsman <in> Conformity, <laughs> yeah, Death Wino, Angel. Fucking, yeah.
1: yeah, Death Angel. Shit, now we're talking over each other. Just <laughs> look it up, man. There's something yeah. for everybody. There really is.
0: Yep. It's all on YouTube, at The Thunder Underground. It's on SoundCloud.com backslash Thunder-Underground. We're on Facebook and Twitter. Every Monday night at 7 p.m., 1027WSNR.com. Be sure and check that out there as well. Like I mentioned at the beginning, coming very soon, Bruce Kulick from KISS and Grand Funk Railroad, Doc Coyle from God Forbid and Vegas Nerve, 3D In Your Face, two of the members from that band. That's right. And Grind. Nice. And that's just what we're letting you know about. Yeah, I mean, you don't even know
1: what the hell else we got working on. Yeah.
0: I mentioned two guys from KISS. Paul Stanley will be on here within two months.
1: (laughs) I I wish. I hope.
0: Yeah. Adam Jode, we'll let you submit a question. Hell yes. (laughs) All right. Well, I think this is enough for this time. Until next time.
1: Thunder Underground, y'all.